episode of Toho Yaro, a monthly podcast about Japanese movies. Uh, I am hosting today Scott Dryman. I'd like to welcome my co-host Joey Weiser. Hey, Scott. And Alex Kazanis. Hey, Scott. Uh, each month we watch a movie and go over it together. This month we're talking about Shall We Dance from 1996. Uh, it's written and directed by Masayuki Suo, uh, and uh, who does not seem to have a bunch of other movies that I am familiar with. His uh, his filmography is comparatively small compared to some of the directors that we're we've uh we're going to be going over mm-hmm. in this podcast uh i was wondering if you guys had any uh personal stories to go around this movie this is my first time watching it for the for the podcast uh, i'd heard a lot about it uh, by yeah rotation. this is uh yeah this is my first time watching it too um uh, my buddy greg uh who some listeners might know from the one piece podcast uh he told me about this movie years and years ago, uh, but I had not really looked uh, looked up uh, on it until recently, until we started this podcast, actually. Uh, and I, I, the only thing I know about the movie is that uh, it's a remake with Richard Gere. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, I, I saw this movie in high school, uh, which would be like the late 90s, and this was a period of time where I was taking Japanese classes, and... I can't recall if this was a movie that my Japanese teacher showed us or that I rented on my own uh, from the video store. It definitely feels kind of like the kind of movie that she would show us. So it's, it's, it's likely that I saw this in class the first time, but I've seen it several times over the years. Probably the last time I saw it was in college. Uh, yeah, this movie is pretty notable. It, it got a, a pretty big U.S. theatrical release the year after it came out in Japan, thanks to Miramax. Uh, so it's is pretty available to the U.S. in 1997 and onward. Uh, going over the cast a little, the uh, the main character of the film, Sugiyama, is played by Koji Yakusho, who also appears in one of Suo's other films, uh, but is more well known for working with another Japanese director of a lot of horror movies, the director of Pulse and a bunch of other Japanese films. Mm. Uh, the the female lead in the movie, Tamio Kusakari, who plays Mai, uh, is actually a trained dancer, uh, first uh, before an actress, but she was chosen for the film. And during the filming, she she got to know the director uh, Suo so well that following the release of the film, they ended up getting married. And the other notable actor to me is uh, Naoto Takanaka, who plays character uh, Aoki, who is notable for being a character actor who just has some amazing facial expressions and loves mugging for the camera and has popped up in a bunch of other films that we have seen. Yeah, I'm a I'm a huge fan of this guy. He totally like steals any scene that he's in. Um, for instance, I've seen him uh, in, play a sort of goofy coach character in a couple movies. Uh, Ping Pong, the live action adaptation of Taiyo Matsumoto's manga, and and another movie called Water Boys that are great. Uh, most of what those are kind of the biggest roles I've seen him in. Uh, I've been meaning to see a movie that he stars in called Ken and Mary: The Asian Truck Express. Uh, which sounds up my alley. 
and <laughs> but uh he's i've mostly just sort of see him in like single scenes or like one or two scenes in a movie and he totally like uh you know steals it and he uh he also uh is currently appearing in the uh common writer tv series common writer ghost as sort of a main character who has usually like one scene an episode or so playing this sort of like goofy he's like a ghost like guru character but he will show up uh in the guise of like in sort of other costumes as other characters so it gives him like an opportunity to really like show his range uh and nice. uh yeah and i guess i if you don't mind i have just one more little he he does uh he was the voice of gold lion shiki in strong world the one piece movie <laughs> and has uh two roles in the current uh one piece movie film gold which just came out this weekend so i can't wait to see that to see the different kinds of roles that he he's going to play in that that movie yeah i noticed while researching that he has pretty extensive voice acting credits in addition to his his film acting um oh, most of the actors in this seem to have pretty pretty extensive careers, but they, they seem to be, I guess, less genre and cult stuff that we would be familiar with than mm-hmm. certain actors. Um, so uh, it's worth noting that we watched the uh, the American U.S. cut of the film, which is slightly different than the Japanese cut. Uh, the Japanese version is longer, and we'll go over some of the differences near the end since Joey checked in on that version. But uh, getting into the synopsis, it's the movie starts out with a uh, panning view of the Blackpool Tower Ballroom, which is like a, a famous ballroom in London, uh, over a William Shakespeare quote that's engraved at the top of the, the, the ballroom, and then goes on to talk about how uh, dancing is is kind of treated with suspicion and looked down on in Japanese culture or ballroom dancing specifically because it's public dancing with people who may not be your, your spouse. And it's just a super bizarre thing trying to get us in the understanding of why this would be a peculiar hobby for somebody to take up, uh, which, which I do like for the U S release, giving some, some context for Western viewers over, uh, why this might be particularly odd. Yeah. Um, uh, goes on to to show our main character Sugiyama going through his his day to day salary man life. Uh, he, he looks outwardly successful and has a family and a house and everything, but is is try, they try to sell the ennui. But uh, I, I guess the, the the framing to me and how much I like Japan makes it seem pretty pretty okay life, but. Uh, uh, every night when he's coming home from from the uh, from the office, he sees a woman staring out the window of her dancing class, which is Mai, the the female lead of the movie. Shortly after this, he, he starts considering actually going to the to the dance studio, and finally makes his way up there. And because of this beautiful woman, immediately upon getting there, I love that our introduction to uh, one of his one of the classmates. Toyoko is just her showing up, leaning into frame, and immediately giving a bunch of exposition as to what is actually going on in the movie. <laughs> like she, she totally embarrasses him because she knows that men just show up to the to the dance studio to try to 
get closer to this woman that they see and and he is obviously embarrassed yeah she's a great character she really has a lot of personality and and yeah enables things to move along swiftly in that regard <laughs> yeah uh and and we see his, his his other classmates in the beginner class which kind of hammer home how goofy and awkward this is uh, a hobby this is and it's not for for cool people one of them is a really tiny kind of annoying guy and the other one is a uh, sweaty overweight guy uh, uh hattori is the the small one tanaka is the large one uh who are who are both there enthusiastically but like i said painted as not being the the type of you know cool folks you would see at good hobbies and then uh they meet their instructor who is not my but an, an older woman who is uh named tamako who is maybe my favorite character in the game because she has one expression which is this kindly smile <laughs> that's true yeah she doesn't really change that expression at all <laughs> which yeah, i love her complete lack of range and how just happy she is all happy she looks all the time no matter what's going on yeah super warm but uh, he he begins learning dance. They they talk about a little about how men pay for private lessons with Mai just to get closer to her, even though she really hates it and had it's alluded that she had a previous career of competitive dancing and now just teaches at the studio. Eventually, they uh, there's a scene where uh, Aoki shows up, who is this passionate Latin dancer in a wig that we realize is an office mate of Suyama's from, from uh, earlier in, in the movie who was had weird affectations and you get to see that it comes from him dancing. This is first introduction of him just making crazy faces and going all out with his dancing, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He, he definitely mugs a lot and uh, is, uh, how do I put this? Well, actually, it's put pretty well in the movie. Creepy looking. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but he's always, it, it definitely, uh, you know, is the focal point of any scene he's in, even in the background. Uh, and it's because of his weird dancing style. Yeah, I love that later on, there's there's a scene where he is simply in the background practicing, like, steps up against yeah. a pillar. And he is totally not the focus of the scene, but he is going so hard and for so long in the background that you can't just help. Yeah. I actually didn't pay attention to anything else in the scene because of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shortly after this, he, he ends up talking to Aoki at work about dancing and, and why he does it. And it, it's the first in several uh, little vignettes that occur in the men's room, <laughs> which I'm always just like, please don't talk at the urinals, but it's funny <laughs> that it, that it just keeps happening to the point where it becomes a thing where they, briefly practice dancing later in in the men's room when somebody walks in and they have to feign like a medical emergency so it doesn't look weird after meeting or after the talking to Aoki who convinces him to start going to other dance events he starts going around and uh, I th believe it's about this point that his wife gets suspicious that whereas previously he didn't spend much time with his co-workers his wife's suspicious because he's taking so much time away from home uh, on regularly on Wednesday nights and also on the weekends that she hires a private investigator to see if he's having an affair of some sort who uh, began investigating and uh, following him. 
which I, I also love the private investigator and his assistant as, as characters who are just minor background characters doing running commentary on a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I like that detective character a lot. He's very straightforward. And this could be an opportunity for him to, like, drain her of money, but he he's very much just kind of like, I don't think your husband's having it. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, uh, the reporter that he meets up with later on, or I guess that's his photographer. Um, uh, yeah. I love when he says, you're a, you're not a marriage counselor, you're a detective. Like, <laughs> it really hits him, like, his character. Like, he's very, I think he's a very funny, very funny character, the detective. Yeah, and and uh, I like there's a running current through throughout his scenes where he knows a little bit more about ballroom dance than he probably yeah, should. Yeah, like he's actually like a. <laughs> and I'm not sure if it's supposed to be hinted that that he was into it or just happens to know a lot. Yeah, you could tell that he at least goes yeah. to dances and stuff like as a fan, at the very least, which I think yeah. is uh, super super funny considering that the message that they're they're trying to tell you in this movie is that society thinks dancing is weird. Why are they dancing? <laughs> what what could they possibly? Yeah. What a what a terribly embarrassing thing to do! Like it's it's such a, it's it's almost like Footloose, right? Footloose is that the movie where like, yeah. dancing's illegal or whatever? Yeah. I haven't seen Footloose, but um, I, I that like dancing's illegal in this town. It's sort of like, it it seems like this really weird stigma where like why would dancing be such a an odd thing? Um, see, I used to I used to dance uh as a hobby. So, um, mm -hmm. so watching this is actually, was kind of, uh, was kind of fun for me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> continue with the synopsis. I, okay. Um, so about that time he ends up at a dance club, which I, I wonder if that's a real dance club because it is one of the biggest interior spaces I've ever seen in a Japanese film that's supposed to take place in Tokyo, but it's this huge neon, uh, dance club with singers and band and everything it's a really cool set the the singer looks real goofy and fun mm -hmm. and uh he he uh, uh sugiyama ends up dancing with uh tamako the the his teacher the older woman from the dance studio and she explains to him that her passion from dancing came from watching the King and I and you'll bring her dancing with the, the shall we dance song, which they're playing. And while there's not a ton of, of fancy camera work in the movie, I do did really appreciate that when this dance starts between him and, uh, and Tamako, that the camera work becomes much more frenetic and, and, matching his like lighter mood and kind of excitement. And she's explained to him that the reason for, for dancing is to, you know, express passion and, and just enjoy the act itself rather than a, a kind of rigid mechanical thing. And yeah, that's, that's interesting. And yeah, I feel like the, the light frenetic camera work kind of accentuates that. Cause it's just a real change in tone. Uh, later that same scene, you have Mai uh, going upstairs to meeting her former competitive partner who uh, th they're talking about, I guess, getting back in the game and going to Blackpool again. And he suggests that they go dance downstairs, which is not a like formal dance event. It's just a, a dance club night. And uh, I... 
I got really down on her after she was like, no, they, we can't, we can't dance like those people. Yeah. It's not real dancing, which like people it's, I mean, it's, it's clearly against the thesis of the movie itself. And you're supposed to not like her in that moment, but I felt just real sour on her for a lot of the rest of the movie because of that, hmm. which I think maybe is a little too harsh. <laughs> But uh, but her 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 the her prospective partner uh, seems like a real nice guy and is is like you you should do this because it's fun. But uh, she she doesn't she's not hearing any of it and uh, storms off. Uh, there's another uh, short scene after this where Oki, uh, who's been continually courting dance partners for com- competitions and getting turned down after he creeps them out with his weird creepy dancing. Uh, is walking another one, uh, I guess back home or somewhere. And then on the way, she they're you're going down an alley, and she decides that she's had enough, and basically like tells him how creepy he looks and acts when he's dancing, even though she says he's fine when he's just talking, and then runs off and leaves him. And I really like the shot of him just looking so dejected in that long alleyway as the train goes by. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but following that, we have the, the suggestion that... Uh, excuse me. Uh, Sugiyama... And Toyoko form up for a dance competition at the behest of uh, Tamako, who just continually has that one smiling face. Mm-hmm. And uh, it ends up with uh, both... Or, uh, Toyoko is going to partner with both Tamako and Aoki for each for the modern and Latin halves of the competition. And this is where the like meat and potatoes dance training montage starts up, which is which I find pretty exciting for a movie about dancing. There's not a ton of dancing in it comparatively, or compared to like other dance movies, I guess. Yeah, not no like super long extended scenes of dancing, but it's what's almost exclusively being talked about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but those scenes are fun because yeah. I like the scenes where, where they actually are dancing because it's always fun watching just, I mean, dancing is fun to watch to begin with, but uh, watching the footwork specifically was, was what held my attention during those scenes. But, Oh, I, I skipped over the scene earlier when he tried to ask uh, uh, my to dinner uh, just seemingly innocently, but he it's, it was real creepy which I I was uncomfortable with that, but he asked her out only to be rebuffed that she doesn't socialize with students, that she's just there for dancing and that if he came there for any other, any reason other than dancing that he needs to, to just quit. And he disappears shortly, but then realizes that he, he wants to just keep going. And during this training montage for the competition, he gives a long speech to her when the two of them are alone about his reasons for trying to join up and, and that it was his, his passion for this stranger in a window. But then after being rebuffed, he, he realized that he actually enjoyed the dancing and that was what he, he was 
still there for and decided to keep dancing. And even though he still liked her, the, 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 the fun and passion of dancing was what had captivated him. Um, then we have the competition where uh, Aoki is doing great, even though uh, he gets messed with by the by his rival who stole his previous dance partner, messing up his wig, which the reveal, and the, it's broken up into two parts. And this, the second part, when he comes back without the wig and without the jacket and is just him in a mesh <laughs> so top. He's still, it's so like, good. It's like he he concedes to take off the weird, creepy wig, but then he has to reveal a weird, creepy tank top. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but yeah, just completely goes for it and uh, and has a great time. So when when Sugiyama comes out to the competition, he's he and Teruko are dancing very well. uh, And but then his wife and daughter who have been invited there by the private detectives to witness what what he has been actually up to his daughter starts cheering him which she doesn't notice during the the uh first heat i guess but then during the second one hears it again and looks around and sees them and uh causes them to have an accident and as to uh makes them about to fall down but to save toyoko he stops and and steadies himself but in the process of saving her rips the hem of her dress off leaving her there in a unitard with him just dumbstruck looking at his wife and everybody else aghast at the scene that's been created uh toyoko st- storms out as does his uh Sugiyama's wife and daughter and he's just completely dejected at at the clashing of both his worlds so after this he basically vows to stop dancing and we see him going back to his normal workday life. Uh, there's a brief vignette where he defends or his coworkers find out that Aoki is a dancer and he briefly tells them to not, uh, not mock him for something that they've never done because they don't understand it. But uh, you, you, you see it return to the kind of the, mundanity of the beginning of the movie where he's just going to work coming back home uh so he has a discussion with his wife about his wife explains why she was disappointed and that it was a kind of an affair even if it wasn't with a woman and they fight about it briefly until his daughter comes in and uh basically forces them to reconcile by having him teach his wife to dance and they drag in a cute scene drags him out onto the yard barefoot where they go over basic steps and they they kind of reunite in a really touching scene yeah um, it was a sweet scene i i liked it a lot yeah uh followed up uh later by him washing his tiny car that we never actually see him use uh which that car is so weird looking <laughs> but uh his his friends uh aoki and Toyoko come to his house to drop off a letter saying that Mai is on her way back to uh, Blackpool for a dance competition and that she has a going away party coming up that he, he should go to and hands him a letter from her. Uh, and we get a scene where he's reading this letter and it's a whole bunch of exposition about why she 
uh, quit dancing and that she had another accident. But the, the short of it is that she was only dancing for herself, not for her partner or for the joy of the dance, that it was a, a selfish thing and that his you know, Sugiyama's passion for dancing and him showing up kind of reignited her spark of understanding uh, what dancing was about and and her passion and joy in it. And so that's what spawned, uh, spurned her on to go back uh, into competition with her partner. And uh, the this is something that I was wondering if got fleshed out more in the Japanese release, Joey, was the relationship between her and her father who owns the dance studio because it gets very little coverage in the u.s release yeah there there is an extra scene uh kind of in the middle of the movie where she's having an argument with her father uh who um he's he he picked out the um man that she met with at the dance club to try to like pair her up with a new dancer and they both uh it's it's a weird relationship where he's kind of like her manager or something or it's almost like an arranged marriage or something, and she's uh, not into it because she has too high of standards uh, for ah, a partner. Okay. Because yeah, like, like I said, we get a little thing, a little bit hinted at, and that that she is there against her her will at the behest of her father. But it's just a line here and there, not really fleshed out until the end. And it's when we get that she's she's there expressly because he. He he wants to choose her partner, mm-hmm. but uh, so he, uh, Suyama, his, his wife tells him to go off to the party and and uh, presses his suit for him, gets it ready. But then in, after work, he decides not to, uh, not to go. He goes to a noodle shop and then goes to a pachinko parlor, which. I I always love seeing pachinko parlors in movies, but they're never quite as loud as they are in real life. Uh, until he's he's going home on the train, and uh, all these all these scenes are interspersed with scenes of the party where Ma is obviously hoping that he shows up and is waiting for him to be there, um, but he he's just not. Until finally we get the her having to pick somebody for the final dance scene, uh, and she's waiting. He's coming home on the train and see looks up at the window to see that she's not there, but instead uh, her dance studio she has put paper on the windows to say, uh, "Mr. Sugiyama, shall we dance?" And so he rushes off to the to the dance club, finally realizing that he's being dumb and selfish himself. And then the the final scene is her walking up to him who who's just running through the doors her saying shall we dance and then bring him out on the floor where they have their own personal dance scene followed by everybody else joining in and this wonderful like overhead ballroom shot of everybody dancing and happy yay yay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh overall i the it, I didn't have, I had moderate expectations for the movie because people seemed to like it a lot, but I wasn't expecting anything specific. And I came away with something that was like really kind hearted and sweet. Uh, like we talked about, even, even characters who 
Like uh, Toyoko seems real salty at first and, and kind of nice, but she's got she they develop pathos for her, and even though she says mean things to a lot of the other characters, she's that's her personality, and she's actually like privately compassionate about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the private detectives aren't scummy or gross. They they've got their own like they're they're just in a profession, but they've got some really uh, endearing quirks and everything. And uh, but yeah, you just come in that mo- coming come out of that movie really enjoying all the characters and feeling good about everything and and believing in the power of dance to like bring <laughs> joy to people. But uh, a- apparently that's the ethos of the director uh, Masayuki Suho is to try to have like a at least small vignettes with every character in the movie to get you to understand where they're coming from and kind of like have affection for each individual one. And I think that this movie does that pretty well. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I yeah, I love this movie. I feel like um, a thing that's interesting about it is, is, you know, like we were mentioning, it deals with something that's pretty culturally different, like this big stigma uh, about ballroom dancing. But And yet I still identify with it because I personally, unlike Alex, am terrible at dancing and and easily embarrassed so like that scene where Sugiyama's first learning the steps uh with with the group and he like can barely even like lift like figure out his left from his right foot is very uh identifiable by me and I like it's almost unbearable for me to watch that scene because I identify with it so hard <laughs> yeah me me too it's just like super painful because I've known that feeling of like and and he looks so mad at himself when he can't get mm-hmm. it right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, me too, buddy. Because it's <laughs> it's super frustrating and embarrassing. But uh, there's he's surrounded by so many people in that movie who are just like, just like even if you are bad, just do it to have fun. Yeah, yeah. That sort of overall warmth of the, all the characters, I think, has a great impact on the movie. Sorry, Alex. No, no, I answer. was just agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you hit it on the head. Um, uh the the uh i didn't think this movie was gonna like have an ensemble cast like it did but all the characters uh really play their parts well and they're all they all act as a very good support system for sugiyama um like they're all there for different reasons but they they mostly you know just learn to just kind of let go and have fun and i think that's it, it you know that's what mai eventually learns as well is that like you know well I forget, you know, I forgot, all, you know, all this time that dancing is actually fun. You're supposed to kind of follow it, follow the fun in that regard. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. A thing that I uh, really like about this movie that I find interesting is the evolution of Sugiyama's motivations. Mm-hmm. Like, it is true that he initially is drawn to this class because he sees a beautiful woman standing in the window. And he's not necessarily, like, it's an interesting thing to think about because he's not necessarily completely going after an affair because he's very hesitant and he's resistant the entire time, but you can tell it's kind of in his mind, but he's, it's not like he's uh, really going for it. Right. Uh, And he's obviously just kind of looking for something outside of himself and his like super stressful life. And he thinks at first that what he's pursuing is this affair, but what, it sort of shifts to dancing and uh, he becomes overall more happy because that's like what he's pursuing is he just needs a hobby or something that he can be passionate about. 
it's funny that uh, Toyoko is like the pushiest character in the movie. Like, um, uh-huh. not just like in your just regard to everything, but <laughs> that's just her personality. But um, <laughs> she's the one who really pushes pushes Sugiyama at first. You know, um, mm-hmm. she literally yeah. pushes him into the door. <laughs> yeah yeah she's such a good catalyst overall throughout the movie for for making things happen and in real fun ways without them being like well we need to move things on there's like a couple scenes in the movie where uh that one especially uh where there's two characters who are trying to get around each other and they kind of move left and right and and they're in each other's way which is a very like uh common everyday thing but it also fits in with the dancing theme because it's kind of like he doesn't he's not able to sync up with another character to like get out of their way oh, uh, good it's catch. so awkward um, but uh, go ahead i was gonna say hopping back to the to his relationship with my i was real worried for the first part of this movie because uh i was like well he's he's pursuing this woman but he's got this wife and then when the scene happens where he he starts asking her to like go have dinner with him or something. I was uh, uh, like, my skin was starting to crawl a little because I was like, this is kind of creepy. She's obviously not into this, and you're married. But then the film walks it back from that, and like the having this like distant crush is cool. But I'm glad that that that's all it ever was. Uh, it, it kept the film more kind of like innocent in that way. Yeah, it, and it almost feels like he's just kind of like almost doing it out of obligation or something like he thinks in his mind that he's going after an affair and he's like, I guess I should ask her out. Uh, I don't know. But like, I don't know. It, does, it doesn't, I think the stuff with the wife and daughter are really great. Uh, is really great because it creates a sort of more three dimensionality to the story. It's not just like, here's this guy a sort of like falling down type thing where it's like, here's this broke, this guy who has a miserable life and he's pushed to his, the brink of, by the salary man life, you know, and has to find dance. Like he has a very loving family that he also cares for. He's just like in a particular part of his life where something's missing. Which that kind of ennui is, is far more relatable than like, like everybody, even, even people who do have are, are in comfortable situations end up wanting something different or something more and can't identify. Mm -hmm. And, and something that has, uh, I mean, you you say like feeling that would dance offhand, and you're like, yeah, that, I guess. But then uh, the the film does such an excellent job of selling it as like this is a thing that you can be passionate about, that's fun, and and uh, is is very interactive with other people, and and really does sell it as as a hobby that uh, could could be that big a part of somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was going to ask if you guys had any like favorite bits or scenes or lines that you uh, wanted to highlight. Um, I loved every time Aoki turned. Um, <laughs> he has these ninety degree turns. Like whenever he needs to turn, it's 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 uh, you know as a result of his dancing, which is like when in everyday life, like in the yeah, office. And- yeah, which is office. super funny because it's the first thing you notice about him even before you know that he's a dancer. And then um, later on, when uh, Sugiyama is at the urinal and his posture's gotten better, he uh, Aoki poo-poo's him for for uh, 
expert. Like, oh, people are going to notice that your posture is better. They're going to know that you're dancing. You have to hide it. You have to hide whatever it is you're <laughs> doing. And then as soon as he says that, he does his night, his famous 90 degree turn uh, right out the door, which I think is, is super funny. Um, yeah. The, yeah. I was going to say the line there is uh, you, yourself is, or you, you're, you would be the last one to notice about yourself. And then he, uh, Suyama notices him doing that. And as soon as he does, he repeats that line to himself and then immediately like hunches over yeah, his shoulder. <laughs> like it was almost, it was almost just like a bit. Um, another thing I really liked is, uh, Toyoko's character trait of forcing people to dance with her. Like, oh, like, like, uh, <laughs> the detective and his, uh, photographer partner. I, I thought that was super funny. Um, that that kept coming back. Yeah. I think what we've been hitting on is actually when I when I thought stepped back and kind of tried to reflect on what my favorite aspect of the film was, it was I decided it's the minor characters, like it's all the sort of like supporting cast, yeah. uh, and they're just so fun. Like uh, so, Aoki obviously uh, stands out. He makes a huge impression, not just because he's got this sort of like wild character, but because I think the character's done really well. Like he's not just a lovable loser who people wrongly think is creepy. Like he definitely is a creep. Like he's the way yeah. he dances is creepy. And it makes you kind of be like, ah, dude, if you would just not <laughs> just not make those faces or something, but like, that's the way he is. And, and the character has a lot of charisma and he's also very sweet still at the same time that, uh, that he's not completely in the other direction either. He's not a complete like creepo character that you'd, you want to you know have horrible things happen to him or something like that mm. and and i love the detective characters uh like we've mentioned um and uh the other dance class characters hattori and tanaka um hattori's actor i had uh i thought he seemed familiar to me i mean i'd seen this movie first but uh i'd more recently seen him in gegege no nyobo which is a tv drama that's a like um adaptation of a memoir by uh, Shigeru Mizuki's wife, uh, the wife of a famous uh, comic author. And he plays this like pawn shop and owner. And I remember thinking he was really great in that too. And he's that, that, so Hattori, like he's a very specific kind of person who I, who I definitely recognize as being this guy who's like ready to be an expert and he's ready to instruct others when he's still a student and uh you know uh he's, he's he's really fun and then tanaka is a very like sweet character uh he's you know overweight and so he's taking classes for his health but like uh he's you know like seems like a real person not just a cartoon character yeah it, it the film actually reminded me in, in certain ways of like christopher guest movies Mm. And and kind of like here are a bunch of these like really talented character actors that we've almost kind of set loose to do their own thing. It's a lot more it's a much more compassionate tone and less silly than that. But I got I got similar vibes. Um What about you, Scott? Did you have like a favorite uh scene or aside from uh Aoki's dancing, the thing that made me laugh out loud the most was during the dance competition when the two when the detective guys are watching it uh, after uh, Aoki gets moved up to the to the uh, next uh, next level of the competition the 
The guy says bad attitude, ungentlemanly behavior. Oh, it is yeah. a British sport after all, <laughs> <laughs> which I just cracked up at. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this this brings me back to uh, wanting to talk a little bit about the uh, differences between the Japanese oh, yeah. cut and the international cut. Uh, the Japanese cut's like 18 minutes longer, but it's mostly just padded out through like extra, a little extra dancing. So if you want more dancing, you might want to track that down. Uh, I didn't uh, notice a lot of like extra scenes in particular besides that one with Maya and her dad, which I, to be honest, I feel like is somewhat disposable. You get, you guys get a pretty good like view of her character and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But like uh, the opening monologue is kind of a big difference. Uh, in the Japanese version, it's just sort of a history of ballroom dancing, and it understands that its audience is going to know the stigmas about dancing already. Uh, whereas the international cut uh, wants to give that context. Um, the I, I feels a little sad that we don't get the same ballroom dancing context in the international release because I feel like that we could both use that and the the context on Japanese attitudes towards it. But I don't know that there's an elegant way to fit those both in because yeah, yeah. It, it happens over the same. Uh, uh, like opening shots of the Blackpool ballroom, right? Right, yeah. Um, just trying to think if there are any other standout scenes. Well, the thing that I thought was a pretty funny on like kind of reoccurring joke was uh, people asking Sugiyama why he is dancing, and he would say like. Oh, uh, people say it's good for your health, and then everyone would always say, "Oh, that's what they all say." Yeah, I, yeah, I love uh, Hattori when they're first in the noodle shop together with with Tanaka, and he's like, "Oh, am I going? Am I the only one that's going to be honest about why I'm here?" <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. I, I, Going on to fun facts, I didn't really have a lot of fun facts about this movie aside from, I guess, uh, I, I find it really interesting that uh, Mai's actress married the director after uh, after they uh, released the movie, Yeah, which I think is cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fittingly cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the American remake is kind of a fun fact. I uh, I don't know much. I haven't actually seen it, uh, but I do remember seeing it, seeing the trailer in a theater, and being like, "Man, this movie reminds me a lot of Shall We Dance." And then when it became <laughs> became more and more clear that it really was, I was kind of like, "No, <laughs> no." And this was definitely during a time period where I was a sort of excitable teenager or whatever. And when the logo actually came up, I actually like yelled out loud in the theater like <laughs> what no you know whatever like. <laughs> that's so, that's like incredibly strong feelings to have for like a romantic comedy featuring the likes of richard Gere. <laughs> no yeah. no why that's super funny <laughs> i can't imagine actually watching that movie with the same like oh people like oh richard Gere is super embarrassed to take a ballroom dancing class i can't imagine that because I think right. it's because I was I was very briefly in the dancing, not ballroom dancing, but I I, I uh, did blues and swing dance classes for a long time, and I was sort of in that that scene, and um, hmm. and I I can't really imagine somebody going in like with a trench coat and a hat and like well, I hope nobody recognizes me here, like it's 
but 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 there but there is know, a stigma uh, of people learning to dance to like try and get ladies though that is like a thing like creeps uh talking a little more about the the american remake i do i do think that richard gear is pretty good casting because sugiyama is it's remarked on several times throughout the movie how like uh, uh, handsome and elegant that that he looks and acts. So I feel like uh, I haven't seen the movie, but I feel like Richard Gere is probably a good casting choice. Uh, as I said in in last month's outro, my mother in law has actually seen both versions of the film and likes <laughs> both. So um, uh, one other uh, thing I wanted to talk about briefly was the music, since yeah. this is a dance movie. Uh, most of the actual like ballroom dance music, I'm not a huge fan of uh because it's these weird kind of it like is weird pseudo synthy it's super weird uh covers like, i was yeah. i was taken aback by the music I'm like what the fuck are they dancing to <laughs> yeah uh the mu- the music in the movie is done by um uh, yoshikazu suo who is the cousin of the director and does the scores for basically everything else he directs as well <laughs> Uh, but there were a couple of of really inspired choices, including I think the the shall we dance uh, or version of shall we dance is in the movie. Shall we dance on a bright kind of music? Shall we fly? Shall we dance? Shall we then say goodnight and mean goodbye? Also, there's a cover of uh, uh, Save the Last Dance in there that I actually really enjoy that plays over some some scenes, including scenes of Sugiyama dancing by himself uh, in, under the bridge near his house. That I, I do always love those scenes where he's just kind of out there practicing on his own, which shows his, like I said, his passion for the, the actual dance. I've been uh, meaning. I've been trying to improve my posture. I've been actually. Be, well, I saw, when I saw that scene, I was like, I need to get one of those, like that thing that he had strapped to his back that like forced him to. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. Yeah. actually, some weird Doctor Octopus <laughs> harness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, uh, overall, I, I found the movie to be real charming and heartwarming, and and I, I would love to see more movies with with each of those individual actors in it and uh, maybe check out some of the other stuff from the same director. Yeah. Totally. Um, wrapping up, uh, I guess I will toss it to who has next week or next month. Uh, our next film is uh, going to be hosted by Alex. I'll let him introduce that. Yeah, the next movie we're doing is um, is the first in the Samurai Trilogy by Hiroshi Inagaki, starring uh, the incomparable and always amazing Toshiro Mifune as the character of the uh, movie's title, uh, Musashi Miyamoto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Yeah, and as somebody who is has read the book Musashi and is familiar with other media but has not seen that movie yet, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I didn't know who Musashi was really until I went to Japan. 
and I, I was walking around Kyoto and I uh, stumbled upon Ichijoji Temple as I was walking around and um, it was like a huge thing and I, I was super curious and then I uh, decided to look up more about him and then I watched the movies and they're all great. They're all, they're all wonderful, wonderful samurai movies. Um, so uh, if you would like to watch those with us, um, I believe they're streaming on Hulu or wherever, you, or uh, if you can, um, I would suggest uh, buying the Criterion Collection uh, of the of the three movies because uh, they're beautiful transfers and they're just they're just they just look great. Uh, so yeah, you can uh, stream that on Hulu, I think, or wherever you can stream stream Criterion stuff. Cool. Um, I haven't checked I haven't checked up yeah. on this. I'm I'm assuming, but I'm pretty sure you can also get this off Amazon as well. Yeah, as of our recording, they're on Hulu. All right, excellent. Yeah, Criterion is eventually going to be migrating elsewhere, yeah. but oh, and I guess uh, you can get it on iTunes as well. Cool. But if you have a Hulu subscription, then yeah, that right. jank is free, yo. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, if you want to follow us outside the podcast, uh, I am Vriska Chat on Twitter. V R I S K A C H A T. Uh, I am Viria everywhere else. V Y R I A. Uh, follow me if you want to see cool stuff my friends do that I try to curate the best of. Uh, Joey? Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Joey Weiser, uh, and by Merman. I'm a cartoonist, uh, and I draw a comedy action comics that are good for kids and adults. Uh, so check out Merman, volumes one through four are available right now in hardcover, and soft covers are just starting to come out. One is out now, and two will be out in December. Um, I also want to real quick mention the Toho Yaro Twitter uh, that we update um, the new episodes, uh, links to the new episodes, and uh, lately we've been doing a little bit of like retweeting when cool movies are coming out or like things that we like and things like that. So yeah, follow at Toho Yaro. And uh, I'm Dude Exclamation on Twitter. It's Dude Exclamation, all one word. Uh, so follow me. Um, and uh, also check out superartfight.com. i got to plug that um, for any upcoming Super Art Fight shows that I am involved with. And um, in addition to the Toyaro Twitter, uh, I think by the time the next episode comes out, uh, we will have um, um, migrated to iTunes, which is, uh, which is um, hopeful. As soon as the Maji Media site gets, uh, gets, uh, <laughs> gets plopped up there, um, then... Uh, then you don't have to just rely on SoundCloud anymore to listen to this podcast. Yeah, and if I'm understanding this right, Toho Yaro is even going to have its own little kind of like sub-site so you can go and see what movies we've covered and check out maybe movie posters yep. and stuff like so that. So please tweet at us. Um, let us know what you think. Yeah. Your feedback can help make the the show better. We want to hear more about like what you think of the show, the format, and everything. Tell us what, what you want more of, what you want less of, that sort of stuff. Give us feedback. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for listening to another episode of Toho Yaro. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next month. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.